The following program is furnished by The Truth About Your Future, LLC. The views expressed do not necessarily reflect the views of this station. This information is education and not financial advice. Consult a financial advisor before investing. The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman is brought to you by Bitwise, the world's largest crypto index fund manager, and by Global X ETFs. For more than a decade, Global X ETFs has been dedicated to providing investors with unexplored and intelligent solutions. And by Invesco QQQ, a fund that allows you to access the innovators of the NASDAQ 100. And by Edelman Financial Engines. Rick Edelman is a board member, consultant, shareholder, and client of EFE. But EFE is unaffiliated and has no say over the content of the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. This is where technology, innovation, and personal finance come together. This is the truth about your future with Rick Edelman. And now your host, Rick Edelman. Welcome to the program. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future. And I'm getting a lot of questions from folks, a lot of emails over the past several weeks pertaining to the war in Ukraine, wondering, gee, the Russian stock market is closed. This occurred because the economic sanctions caused Russian stock prices to fall 40% in value, and then Putin shut down the exchanges. The financial markets are closed in Russia because of the economic crisis that the war has created, not just in Ukraine, of course, but also, in fact, in Moscow. And it has led to some folks writing to me asking, Rick, could that ever happen here? Could our stock market ever close? Well, financial markets have been closed outside the U.S. for months at a time, or in some cases, even years. It's happened over the past century 25 times, even including here in the United States. The New York Stock Exchange closed for six months at the outbreak of World War I. So you need to be aware that, yeah, it can happen. The aftermath of 9-11, the financial markets were closed along with banks for several days. The government wanted to protect and prevent against the risk of runs on the bank or people selling in a panic, which would have a huge negative economic implication for the country. So by taking a break and giving everybody a chance to think about it and recognize the longer term of what's going on, by the time the markets reopened and the banks reopened, calm was largely restored to the nation, and that helped to reduce the risk of a run on the bank or massive selling in the market. We've had this kind of situation several times. So yes, it certainly could occur. I'm not suggesting that we are about to experience another closing of our financial markets. I'm simply saying the following. You need to recognize that it's possible. We've had a lot of bank closures. They happen pretty routinely. In other words, with every snowstorm right? So it happens from time to time. If you are in urgent need of cash and you're assuming that you can just wander over to the ATM, well, don't assume that such an opportunity exists. This is why you need to have ample cash reserves. Sure, a rainy day fund representing a couple of years of spending safe and secure in your local bank, but also having a little bit of cash on hand. Not enough that robbers are going to be tempted to break into your home, but just enough so that you can, worst case scenario, if uh, electronic systems are offline, you can still go to the local store and buy bread. 
It's really that simple. So recognize that, yeah, markets can close. Exchanges can close. Banks can close. It takes an unusual extreme event, weather or terrorism or war, but as history has demonstrated, those things sadly do occur from time to time. And because we are now in a global financial marketplace, ordinary investments that you might buy could be affected by something that's happening halfway around the world. The most recent illustration of this, you might own an ordinary ETF that invests in Russian stocks. You know, a big part of an investing strategy, you've heard me talk about this for decades, is the need for you to invest in stocks, but not just U.S. stocks, but also foreign stocks. This is a big, bold world these days, and some of the biggest companies on the planet operate in other countries. Russia is the 11th largest economy in the world, or rather, I should say, it was a month ago. China, the Far East, Japan and other nations, Australia, of course, Europe, as well as South America and Africa represent massive economic marketplaces. And there are a lot of ETFs that invest in the stocks that exist in companies in those nations. This is part of a diversified portfolio. Most folks who have a diversified portfolio would routinely have anywhere from 10 to 30% of their portfolio in foreign stocks. You may very well own a foreign ETF that has in its portfolio stocks of companies that are based in Russia. Those stocks, for practical purposes right now due to the war, those stocks are worthless. The securities of Russian companies that are in your foreign ETFs, they frankly don't exist anymore. And there are some ETFs that invest exclusively in Russia and Russian stocks. Why would somebody do that? Again, portfolio diversification. You want not just to invest broadly in foreign stocks, but you want to target specific countries like China or Russia or Japan or the continent of Europe. So if you've got a Russian ETF, that ETF is virtually worthless today. And there are some Russian companies whose stocks trade here in the United States. There's a Russian oil company, for example, that trades on the New York Stock Exchange. The shares of that stock are down 90%. So you do need to recognize that even though the financial markets themselves may remain open, the value of the securities trading on those markets could become worthless. It's all part of the risks of investing. And this is why the best approach to reduce your risks is diversification. If you have all of your money in that single stock or all of your money in that single country, you're taking what we call asystematic risk. Asystematic, the opposite of systematic. Systematic risk is when the entire system goes down. Well, what are the odds of the entire world's global economy all imploding all at once? The systematic risk is pretty low, but the asystematic risk, meaning the risk of a single company or a single country collapsing, well, that risk is much higher. So if you're invested only in Russian companies, if you're invested only in the Russian economy, 
That's a much bigger risk than if you're invested more broadly in countries all around the world. So diversification goes very far to reducing your risk. Doesn't eliminate it, but it definitely reduces it. And oh, by the way, let me just mention one other bizarre possibility. Russian stocks have collapsed in value. In other words, a company that was worth a billion dollars in Russia is now worth virtually nothing. Could this give Putin the opportunity, the guy whose actions created that scenario, could he now nationalize every company in the country, taking them over for pennies and becoming wealthier personally than ever. Putin, not only being the world's aggressor, could be playing the most crafty and inconceivable game of arbitrage as well. Stay with us for more here on The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman. Allow us to introduce you to Jeremiah, an ordinary person who helped shape the future by putting his money behind the right ideas. Jeremiah's always been a numbers guy, from his days competing in the high school math league to now as the teacher who leads it. Jeremiah is also accessing the companies who are driving environmental innovations for the next generation by investing in Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100, which goes to show you don't have to be a helio to help push progress forward. Become an agent of innovation. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, consider the fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit Invesco.com for a prospectus with this information. Read it carefully before investing. Want to invest in digital assets but find it all a bit complicated? There's actually a very easy way that you can invest in this new asset class. Simply choose the Bitwise 10 Crypto Index Fund, symbol BITW. It's the first and still the biggest crypto index fund. It owns the 10 largest digital assets and rebalances monthly, so you don't have to decide what to buy or when to rebalance. Bitwise does it all for you. At Bitwise, we want digital assets to be available to everyone, and that's why we work closely with individual investors like you, as well as financial advisors and institutions. At Bitwise, crypto is all we do. If you believe digital assets should be part of a diversified portfolio, take a look at the Bitwise Crypto 10 Index Fund, symbol BITW, available everywhere you get your investments. There are major risks to consider, including the loss of your entire investment. Before investing in crypto funds, visit bitwiseinvestments.com to learn about the risks with these investments. The Truth About Your Future is sponsored by GlobalX ETFs. Exponential technologies are transforming the world around us and creating new investment opportunities in the process. But where to start? At GlobalX, we've spent more than a decade focusing on long-term emerging trends, what we call thematic growth. While many of these innovations are already part of our daily lives, from cloud computing to telemedicine and e-commerce, some of the most important breakthroughs are actually harder to see. The rise of blockchain, lithium batteries, and the Internet of Things represent just a few examples. 
Despite being less visible today, we believe these and other forms of next-generation infrastructure will be essential to powering our economy in the future, unlocking potential for financial, transportation, and communications networks in the process. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to learn how thematic investing can complement your portfolio. Or ask your financial advisor. Really glad you're with me here this weekend on The Truth About Your Future. One of my favorite segments each week is bringing you the latest innovations in the field of exponential technologies. Here's something really cool. Have you lost your sense of smell? Researchers at Virginia Commonwealth University have created an electronic nose, translates the chemical makeup of odors, converts them into electric signals, which are then sent to electrodes implanted into the brain. This bypasses the nerves that aren't working properly. This electronic nose could be installed in a pair of glasses and send signals wirelessly to the implant. You know, scientists have long known that our sense of taste starts to decrease around age 60. Well, now the University of Maine has developed a spoon that artificially juices up the perception of saltiness. They expect this to be commercialized within five years. And that's why I like to talk about exponential technologies every week here on the program. Hey, I invite you to read the April issue of my monthly newsletter. This month's stories include why the boomer generation is just getting started. What happens to your digital assets when you die? Why you might not be as good at making financial decisions as you used to be? A look at two of my favorite investments, exchange-traded funds from iShares and GlobalX ETFs, and an exclusive interview with Matt Hogan, Chief Investment Officer of Bitwise Asset Management. Plus, Jean's monthly column featuring her word of the month and Q&A, where I respond to reader questions. Every month, you get 16 pages filled with the information you need about the five personal finance topics that matter most. Longevity, retirement security, exponential technologies, blockchain and digital assets, and health and wellness. Subscribe now for just $39 for a full year subscription. 50% off the regular subscription price. Just go to thetruthayf.com. That's the truth, AYF.com. Joining me on the program is Ryan McCormick. He's the Factor and Core Equity ETF strategist for Invesco's flagship ETF, the Invesco QQQ. Ryan, great to have you on the program. Thanks, Rick. Great to be back. So talk about your observations about what's been going on in this wacky world of 2022 with the financial markets. We began the year with the worst January in a very long time. Do you subscribe to that axiom that so goes January, so goes the year? <laughs> Not all the time. Uh, you know, certainly no question about it. We've seen some increased volatility, you know, centered around the Fed and, and kind of where we are uh, in terms of, of the economic cycle and, and, and any sort of change in terms of, of policy, right? Much hand-wringing about the, the pace of potential rate increases and, and unwind of the balance sheet. And then, of course, sprinkle in a little geopolitical risk that's certainly uh, intensifying uh, as of today. And, and you have a, a perfect recipe for some equity volatility. But no question about it, we've seen a lot of uh, equity volatility volatility thus far in the year. So why are you investing in the first place? If you're investing for long-term goals, things you're going to accomplish in the next 10 or 20 years, whether it's college for your kids or your own retirement, then frankly, who cares what happens in 2022? 
You're absolutely right. I mean, I think not only in Invesco, but in general, personally, you know, it, it's very important to have a, a long-term view of your total financial picture. And, you know, along those ways, there there may be events or portions of, of your overall asset allocation that you are looking to fund something in the short term. But, you know, I think from a holistic standpoint, as you had alluded to, it, it's important to kind of remain affixed on, on your long-term goals. You know, it's really fascinating when we talk about volatility, people forget that volatility goes both ways. There's upside volatility as well as downside volatility. You can't have one without the other or it wouldn't be volatile. So do you find, however, that the human dynamic, the investor psychology is more engaging here than is often warranted, that people tend to get more focused on volatility than is perhaps healthy for them to do so? I think at times, right? I mean, certainly fear sells, right? And 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 I think you said it perfectly as you know, volatility to the downside is, is is certainly under much more of a microscope, and I think that's where where, where people look at it and, and and talk about it in equity market backups. Um, but you know, choppiness in the market I view as something is very healthy. Um, you know, it's something that that we experience generally a, a couple of times per year. Um, it kind of allows investors to to reassess and almost refocus, gives in equity markets a, a chance to pause and almost catch up. Um, so I think it's perfectly healthy. But you know, in general, I I, I do think you know from a long term perspective. Again, it's important to uh, to not put too much credence in, in short-term fluctuations and certainly you know, downside volatility in that case. You know, it's easy to say that, you know, as academics, as experienced professionals in the financial field, it's, I think, easy for folks like you and me to be calm, cool, rational, measured, to take the long term. Besides, it's our client's money. It's not ours. <laughs> so that allows us to be a bit dispassionate. I remember joking, uh, actually only one of us was joking was with my doctor and he was talking about something he was going to be doing. And I said, is this going to hurt? And he looked at me and said, not me. <laughs> I was like, well, that's not a lot of consolation, frankly. I'm glad it's not going to hurt you. But um, so what do you observe? QQQ is one of the largest, what is in the top five, isn't it? Largest ETFs in the country? Yeah, it is number five. How many investors does that translate to? Do you even know how many millions of people own the fund? No, you don't. It's held, you know, I think when you're looking at things like 13F filings, right, you'll, you'll see some of the largest institutional holders, but in many cases, that may be part of a model portfolio that you you, you just don't know how many investors are, are, are there. But I, I would wager a guess that, that the number may be approaching millions. I would assume so as well. And, and if anybody's kind of shocked that you don't know who the investors are or how many, it's because think about it. If you own QQQ, you didn't open your account at Invesco. You opened a brokerage account at Schwab or Merrill Lynch or wherever, and you bought it through them. So Schwab knows if you own QQQ because that's where your account is. But Invesco doesn't know because Schwab just sent Invesco the money. They didn't send your name along with it. So that's why Invesco doesn't know who you are. But I think you're right with the huge amount of money that is in the fund. What's the current asset value now? We're at $190 billion. <laughs> $190 Billion dollars, I think, yes. It's fair to say there are millions of Americans who own this fund. Do you have any data that tracks the inflows and outflows of the fund? Have you observed, for example, in January when the market fell, the NASDAQ fell about 10%, did you notice an unusual amount of inflow or outflow in the month of January? It's an interesting data point because we did notice an outflow. And which means we're really talking about 
not managing the money. We're talking about managing the client. It's the client behavior, the client attitude, the motivations of the client as to whether they want to buy or sell, whether they want to own it or whether they want to make a bet against it, which is what shorting is all about, where you're actually making a bet that the fund is going to go down in value. Uh, and so we have to recognize that very often people are taking a perspective that really has nothing to do with the fundamentals, the, the attitude that this is an, a long-term focused investment. You know, I often ask folks when they ask me, gee, Rick, should I sell now? You know, I'm worried about market volatility. We've got rising interest rates. We've got rising inflation rates. We're worried about what's happening in Europe and with North Korea and, and all of these issues that are so dynamic. People often say, gee, should I sell? Or gee, should I sit back before I buy more? And my answer to them is always, well, if you did invest or if you are already invested, when were you planning to withdraw the money? And they typically say, oh, not for 10 years or more. I'm like, well, do you think the price will be higher 10 years from now? And they always say yes. <laughs> so if you think the price will be higher in 10 years, then who cares what's happening in the next six months? So uh, we, here we are talking about QQQ and, and the overall markets and such. But I think a lot of folks, even though it is the fifth largest and one of the oldest ETFs, been around for over 20 years, I think still a lot of folks don't know what that is. So give us a real quick sentence or two on what the QQQ ETF invests in. Sure. Uh, so QQQ is tracking the NASDAQ 100 index, which is the 100 largest companies listed on the NASDAQ exchange ex-financials. So there will not be financials in the portfolio. Meaning no banks. Correct. And as we look at it, you know, it's a portfolio of growth-oriented companies. That's sort of the, the types of companies that have listed on NASDAQ historically, and we've seen it blossom into one of the preeminent large-cap growth strategies in the world. That's Ryan McCormick. Ryan, thanks so much for joining us on the program today. It's been really helpful and fascinating conversation. Thanks, Rick. Ryan and I chatted for actually about 20 minutes. If you'd like to hear and watch the full conversation because we recorded it on video as well as audio, just go to our website, thetruthayf.com. Stay with us for more. Could taxes be dragging down your portfolio? Join Edelman Financial Engines on Tuesday, March 29th at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern for our brand new virtual event, Six Tax Smart Investing Strategies. We'll show you why tax-efficient investing makes a big difference and how to make it part of your overall wealth management plan. Register now at planefe.com slash rick to learn about tax drag and how you can help overcome it. See how tax loss harvesting can help you offset capital gains. And find out how to make the most of tax-advantaged accounts for retirement, education, and health care. Register now and you'll also get a free retirement review with one of our experienced wealth planners. That's an $800 value. Join Edelman Financial Engines for this special virtual event, Six Tax Smart Investing Strategies, on Tuesday, March 29th at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern. And you'll get a free retirement review by registering now at planefe.com slash rick. Edelman Financial Engines, from here forward. Do you know anyone who's a new investor? You can help make it easier for them to get started. With the new Schwab Starter Kit, new investors can open an account and get $101 to split across the top five stocks in the S&P 500. Those are companies they actually recognize, like Amazon, Apple, and Google. There are also videos, guides, and other helpful tools, plus investment professionals 24-7 to answer their questions. 
It's Investing 101 Reimagined. To see the current top five stocks and learn more about the Schwab Starter Kit, go to schwab.com slash starter kit. Choice is changing the way Americans save for retirement by making it possible to invest in Bitcoin, crypto, and other alternative assets inside your IRA. That's right. When you open both a deductible and a Roth IRA with your Choice account, you can buy real Bitcoin and or any of 22 other digital assets. In your Choice account, you can also buy stocks, mutual funds, ETFs, gold, real estate, you name it, all in a single retirement account. There's no hidden fees or account minimums, and you get more control over your retirement savings. You can also access Choice via your financial advisor. So if you have a professional managing your money, tell your advisor to get set up with Choice so they can help you access Bitcoin and other alternative assets in your retirement account. Head on over to retirewithchoice.com slash Rick. That's retirewithchoice.com slash Rick. Welcome back to The Truth About Your Future. As I've been telling you for years about crypto, it is unlike any other asset class ever invented. Has nothing in common with stocks or bonds, real estate, gold, oil, commodities, and therefore is a wonderful addition to a diversified portfolio. Because that's the whole point of diversification, to have lots of different assets, lots of different asset classes. And to illustrate the mainstreaming of this entire technological environment, the metaverse. Microsoft has now bought Activision for about $75 billion, one of the biggest companies in America, buying one of the biggest players in digital gaming. Oh, and Binance, one of the world's largest crypto exchanges, has just taken a $200 million ownership position in Forbes magazine. So in the past, we've generally seen crypto companies getting bought by mainstream. Now we have the opposite. Crypto is buying mainstream. So here's the crazy thing about crypto. Do you own Bitcoin, by the way? You very well may. One out of four Americans, according to recent studies, own digital assets such as Bitcoin. But here's the crazy thing. More than half of all Americans who own Bitcoin have lost money doing so. Why is that? Because more than half who own Bitcoin bought it last year when Bitcoin was near its all-time high of $60,000. Well, Bitcoin then fell in value to as low as 39000 And so, not a surprise that if you bought Bitcoin at or near its high, you probably have lost money. Is that freaking you out? I mean, you keep hearing about all the hype, all the excitement. You hear me with big enthusiasm about Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the broader digital asset space. And maybe you got convinced that, okay, this is something you ought to go buy, and you went and did, and the next thing you know, you've lost 10, 20, 30%, 40% of your investment. Check out this email that I received from one of our listeners. He says, hey, Rick, I bought Bitcoin last year and it's become an absolutely awful investment for me. I'm losing money. This is totally unfair. Where do I go from here? 
Do I just stick with it and hope this ridiculous loss eventually narrows? Or is it a total lost cause? And should I get out now of this absurd investment? I think you catch my drift. (laughs) Yeah, I do catch your drift. Here's the point. You need to make sure you understand the investments that you're buying. You need to understand the investment thesis. You need to have a long-term perspective. Expecting to get rich quick, I'm going to buy it today and therefore it'll go up tomorrow. That's not investing. That's speculating. So let's rewind a little bit and ask, why did you buy it? If the only reason you bought it is that it's at an all-time high and you think it's going to go all-time higher... Well, that's not a proper investment thesis. On the other hand, if you're impressed by the technology, if you believe this is going to have application for commerce on a global scale and increased adoption worldwide will result in an increased price over time, meaning years, not weeks, then you may well conclude that today's price is a bargain compared to what the future price may ultimately be. So ask yourself a simple question. Were you trying to get rich quick, looking for a quick return? If that's all you were seeking, sell now and never come back. On the other hand, if you're investing for the long-term potential of the technology, be patient and wait. Sit tight and focus your attention elsewhere. Instead of paying attention to the momentary price right now, recognize that you want to be Rip Van Winkle. Buy it, set it, forget it and turn around in a few years, and let's reevaluate then. I want to tell you the story of Erica and Frank D'Souza. They're divorcing. Their divorce has been going on for eight years, and in court, they've been arguing over everything. Child support, profits from the sale of his company, splitting up their $4 million home. But the biggest argument lately? Who gets the Bitcoin? In 2013, before they separated, Mr. DeSouza bought 500 bitcoins for $125,000. They're now worth $20 million. In 2020, after three years of litigation, the court ruled that Mr. DeSouza failed to disclose his crypto investments and ordered him to give Mrs. DeSouza $6 million of his bitcoin. This is the first major bitcoin divorce in the United States. People planning to divorce, they often hide money from their spouses. They used to buy gold and they stash in safe deposit boxes. Now they're buying Bitcoin. And divorce lawyers are hiring forensic investigators to track digital wallets. How's your marriage? Where's the money? Yeah, the joke used to be, where's the beef? Now it's, where's the Bitcoin? Is your partner or spouse buying crypto without you knowing it? Another illustration of how crypto has gone mainstream. Ever heard of Marathon Digital? It's a publicly traded Bitcoin mining company. You ever thought of the idea of mining Bitcoin? All you need is a computer. Well, Marathon Digital just bought some new computers, 78,000 of them. They spent $900 million on these computers. Marathon is just one of the largest publicly traded Bitcoin mining companies. It's estimated that overall they're producing a total of 3,000 Bitcoins last year worth over $150 million. That's way higher than 2020's production of over 300 Bitcoins. U.S. mining companies have jointly ordered a million machines for delivery this year. So 
I'm not sure if it's worthwhile for you to try to engage in Bitcoin mining yourself, but you can buy the stock in a Bitcoin mining company. Texas Governor Greg Abbott is inviting Bitcoin miners to help him stabilize Texas's electrical grid. Bitcoin mining has been criticized for being energy intensive, but Texas views Bitcoin mining as a solution to its energy problems. The governor asks Bitcoin miners to pause when there's a surge in energy demand, like during winter storms. Few other businesses can turn themselves off like Bitcoin miners can. So it's a new and different twist. Bitcoin mining, instead of being an energy hog, it's now being viewed as an energy solution. I'm really excited about this because I'm going to be in Texas in June. We're hosting the DACFP Vision Conference for financial advisors, a deep dive into digital assets. And as part of the conference, we're taking everybody to a Bitcoin mining farm outside of Austin. We're really looking forward to that. It's going to be a ton of fun. Texas has got a lot of folks engaged in Bitcoin mining. So does New York. So does Kentucky. Illinois doesn't want to be left out. There's a law being proposed in Illinois that would offer a tax incentive to encourage Bitcoin miners to move into Illinois. Miners would have to invest at least $250 million, create at least 20 jobs, and be carbon neutral. Further illustration that this is not only mainstream, local and state governments are opening their arms, welcoming the crypto community. In fact, 46% of the global Bitcoin network is now sustainable energy, according to the Bitcoin Mining Council. And at Galaxy Digital, 80% of their crypto mining is from renewable energy. So folks who used to be saying that Bitcoin is bad for the environment, that is proving to be less and less true every day. Governments around the world are now planning on taking their currencies and converting them into digital currencies. It's called a CBDC, a central bank digital currency. Malaysia has just announced they're working on one. Joining Jamaica, Singapore, Bahrain, Brazil, Australia, the European Union, and China. At the Olympic Games, China introduced its digital currency along with Visa. They were the only ways you could buy stuff at the Olympic Games. Is our Fed going to create a federal digital dollar? Bank of America is encouraging the Fed to do so and says the Fed could release it as soon as 2025. B of A calls a CBDC the inevitable evolution of today's electronic currencies. And Financial Times just ran an editorial saying a digital dollar is worthy of the Fed's consideration. The Federal Reserve risks being left behind in the battle to determine the future of money. That's what the newspaper said. Central banks elsewhere, the newspaper wrote, notably China and Europe, have all taken decisive steps towards creating their own digital currencies. The Fed is right to take its time to consider the future of money, but the world's most important central bank cannot remain a laggard forever. I think with motivation and encouragement from such institutions as the Financial Times and Bank of America and others, I think it's inevitable we're going to see a digital dollar here in the United States, likely well before the end of this decade. Stay with us for more here on The Truth About Your Future. Could taxes be dragging down your portfolio? 
Join Edelman Financial Engines on Tuesday, March 29th at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern for our brand new virtual event, Six Tax Smart Investing Strategies. We'll show you why tax-efficient investing makes a big difference and how to make it part of your overall wealth management plan. Register now at planefe.com slash rick to learn about tax drag and how you can help overcome it. See how tax loss harvesting can help you offset capital gains and find out how to make the most of tax-advantaged accounts for retirement, education, and health care. Register now and you'll also get a free retirement review with one of our experienced wealth planners. That's an $800 value. Join Edelman Financial Engines for this special virtual event. Six Tax Smart Investing Strategies on Tuesday, March 29th at 3 p.m. or 8 p.m. Eastern. And you'll get a free retirement review by registering now at planefe.com slash rick. Edelman Financial Engines, from here forward. Want to invest in digital assets but find it all a bit complicated? There's actually a very easy way that you can invest in this new asset class. Simply choose the Bitwise 10 Crypto Index Fund, symbol BITW. It's the first and still the biggest crypto index fund. It owns the 10 largest digital assets and rebalances monthly, so you don't have to decide what to buy or when to rebalance. Bitwise does it all for you. At Bitwise, we want digital assets to be available to everyone, and that's why we work closely with individual investors like you, as well as financial advisors and institutions. At Bitwise, crypto is all we do. If you believe digital assets should be part of a diversified portfolio, take a look at the Bitwise Crypto 10 Index Fund, symbol BITW, available everywhere you get your investments. There are major risks to consider, including the loss of your entire investment. Before investing in crypto funds, visit bitwiseinvestments.com to learn about the risks with these investments. What do all the greatest innovations have in common? Agents of innovation. Ordinary people who shape the future by putting their money behind the right ideas. Invesco QQQ is a fund that allows you access to innovators of the NASDAQ 100. So you don't have to be an inventor to help create what's next to come. Be an agent of innovation with Invesco QQQ. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. There are risks when investing in ETFs, including possible loss of money. ETFs' risks are similar to those of stocks. Investments in the tech sector are subject to greater risk and more volatility than more diversified investments. The NASDAQ 100 Index comprises the 100 largest non-financial companies on the NASDAQ. You can't invest directly into an index. Before investing, carefully read and consider fund investment objectives, risks, charges, expenses, and more in the prospectus at Invesco.com. Invesco Distributors, Inc. You're listening to The Truth About Your Future. We talk often about crypto. One of the big problems with Bitcoin and pretty much every cryptocurrency, crypto asset, digital asset, whatever you want to call it, one of the big problems, they don't generate any income. You know, with most stocks, they pay a dividend. With most real estate, there's rental income. Most investments have growth potential, but also income potential. There isn't any with Bitcoin. The only reason to buy Bitcoin is because you think it'll rise in value. Well, it may or may not rise, but wouldn't it be cool if you got income while you're waiting? Doesn't exist. It's not a feature of Bitcoin or other digital assets. But there is a way that you can earn income from your digital assets. It's called 
yield farming. And there are two ways that it works. You can lend your Bitcoin to others who will pay you interest, and you can use your digital assets in something called staking, which is where you use your coins to help operate the system. Whether you're engaging in lending or in staking, the income you can earn can be anywhere from 4 to 10% per year. That compares pretty favorably to both dividend-paying stocks, investment rental income, and bank accounts. So talk to your financial advisor about lending or staking your digital assets. And if you'd like to learn more about this subject, read my book, The Truth About Crypto. The Truth About Crypto is my straightforward, practical guide to introduce you to the most profound innovation for commerce since the invention of the internet. Blockchain technology is going to add $2 trillion to the world's economy this decade. I'm a number one New York Times bestselling author, and my new book shows you how you can engage in today's new investment marketplace. The Truth About Crypto. It's fun to read, easy to understand. Most importantly, it gives you the sound, practical information you need to succeed with this new asset class. I cut through the jargon to reveal why blockchain is so transformative and how it works. A must-read guide if you want to achieve investment success today. Order your copy of The Truth About Crypto right now at your favorite bookseller. We all know that there are gimmicks and scams and frauds everywhere throughout the crypto community, just as they're everywhere throughout the stock market and the real estate market. We see scams everywhere. Well, guess what? The Justice Department has now hired its first director of the new National Cryptocurrency Enforcement Team. They established it to respond to the criminal misuse of digital assets. And the FBI is also launching a new unit dedicated to tracking and seizing illicit crypto. The new team is called the Virtual Asset Exploitation Unit, and their goal is to disrupt international criminal networks. Disrupt them, not merely prosecute them. And Spain is imposing restrictions. Oh, not on crypto itself. They're fine with crypto. They're imposing restrictions on the influencers, the people who promote crypto. If you're an influencer in Spain and you've got 100,000 followers or more, you're going to have to start notifying the government of your crypto promotions within 10 days. And if you don't, the fine could be as high as $350,000. Why is Spain doing that? Blame Kim Kardashian. She's got 250 million followers. Asked on Instagram last summer, she said, are you guys into crypto? She pitched a digital token, but a week after she did that, that token fell 70% in value and the price has not recovered. Kardashian is now being sued. So is boxer Floyd Mayweather and former NBA player Paul Pierce. They all helped inflate the token's price. Basketball player Stephen Curry, American football stars Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski, Tiger Woods, top NFL draft pick Trevor Lawrence, all of these athletes have affiliations with specific tokens or crypto exchanges. You're seeing ads everywhere. You saw them on the Super Bowl. You see them on golf tournaments. You see them on ordinary TV. All these Hollywood celebrities or sports athletic professionals touting crypto. What do these people know about any of this stuff? Clearly, 
The companies think that these celebrities will get you to pay attention, and that's all good. That's great from a marketing standpoint. The question is, just because a celebrity you like is promoting an investment that you know nothing about, does that mean you ought to go buy it just because your favorite celebrity is engaged? Look, we see Tom Selleck pitching reverse mortgages all the time. We see celebrities hawking gold on late night TV. We need to recognize they're being paid to be a spokesperson. That doesn't mean you ought to naturally go out and buy it. So clearly you need advice on handling the conversation of crypto. Should you use it for collateral to get a mortgage? Should you engage in staking and lending to earn yield? Which wallet is best? Well, you need to figure all this out. And in fact, in the Bitwise 2022 survey, 94% of advisors say they received questions from their clients about crypto in 2021. And nearly half of all advisors personally owned Bitcoin or other digital assets. And despite market volatility, not a single advisor who owns crypto plans to sell. And six out of 10 say they're going to buy more. But only 16% of advisors are currently recommending crypto to clients. Think about that. How would you feel if your financial advisor was personally buying Bitcoin, but wasn't recommending it to you? Don't you think that's a conflict of interest? Don't you have to wonder if they found this great investment idea that they like enough to own themselves, shouldn't they have an obligation to suggest it to you? Talk with your financial advisor and ask them if they own Bitcoin. And if they do, how come they haven't suggested it for you? Time now for everybody's favorite segment of the program, a visit by my wife, Jean Edelman. Jean, a student of the healing arts, Reiki, traditional Chinese medicine, homeopathy, acupuncture, and of course, macrobiotic and plant-based cooking. Here's Jean. Great to be with you this week. This week, I want to talk about the word believe. Many of us have experienced loss these past two years, and COVID, strangely, has not given us the opportunity to properly mourn, have a funeral, or be part of a celebration of life of our loved one. The minutes turn to hours, turn into days, turn into weeks, months, and a year has gone by, and the pain of our loss is still raw. We lost a dear friend last year, and to be honest, all I want to do is believe. Believe in angels, guardian angels, miracles. I want to believe that our loved ones can hear us and feel our continued love for them. And I want to believe that they're watching over us. I want to believe that we will see each other again. And when my days are feeling very heavy with life and the events of the world, I sit quietly and I believe all of these miracles will happen. And so this week, it's simple. My word of the week is believe. The B is for balance. When we feel our emotions are pulling us too much in one direction, it's so important to get outside for a walk, talk with someone that is a good listener, and use our self-care tools. The E is for ethereal, heavenly, celestial, where I like to float around and think about my beloved friend. And L is to listen, listen to our emotions. Do not push them away. It is okay to feel them. We just do not want to become them. 
We want to look at them and we want to let them go. The eyes for intuition follow our intuition. When we are quiet, we can hear what we need to feel better. The E is for expand. Expand our mind because this cannot be all there is. The V is for vision, vision of what can be. And the E is to express. Express, I want to believe that there's more. I want to believe that there is a thin veil and our family and friends are nearby. When we believe we can hold joy in our hearts. I wish for all of you to believe. I wish for all of you to have joy. Have a beautiful, wonderful week, everyone. That was Gene Edelman here on The Truth About Your Future. And if you want to get more of Gene's Words of the Week, just go to thetruthayf.com. The Truth About Your Future is sponsored by Global X ETFs. Exponential technologies are transforming the world around us and creating new investment opportunities in the process. But where to start? At Global X, we've spent more than a decade focusing on long-term emerging trends, what we call thematic growth. While many of these innovations are already part of our daily lives, from cloud computing to telemedicine and e-commerce, some of the most important breakthroughs are actually harder to see. The rise of blockchain, lithium batteries, and the Internet of Things represent just a few examples. Despite being less visible today, we believe these and other forms of next-generation infrastructure will be essential to powering our economy in the future, unlocking potential for financial, transportation, and communications networks in the process. Visit GlobalXETFs.com to learn how thematic investing can complement your portfolio. Or ask your financial advisor. Did you know Schwab offers a satisfaction guarantee? If for any reason you're not completely satisfied, Schwab will refund your fee or commission and work with you to make things right. You won't find that kind of promise everywhere, but you will find it at Schwab. It's just another way that they put clients' interest at the heart of everything they do. Learn what's included and how it works at schwab.com satisfaction. That's schwab.com satisfaction. Thanks for joining me on the program this weekend. I'm really excited about the debut of my new 16-page monthly newsletter. You can subscribe now at thetruthayf.com. Subscribe now and get 50% off. 16 pages every month of the five personal finance topics that matter most. Longevity, retirement security, exponential technologies, blockchain and digital assets, and health and wellness. 16 pages every month giving you the content you need for your personal finances. The truth, AYF.com. Thank you for being with us. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. The Truth About Your Future with Rick Edelman has been brought to you by Bitwise, the world's largest crypto index fund manager. As crypto grows, Bitwise believes everyone should have a simple and familiar way to access it. Bitwise makes crypto clear. Bitwiseinvestments.com. And by Global X ETFs. For more than a decade, Global X ETFs has been dedicated to providing investors with unexplored and intelligent solutions. Learn more at GlobalXETFs.com. And by Invesco QQQ, a fund that allows you to access the innovators of the NASDAQ 100. Invesco.com slash QQQ. 
Stay tuned for Everyday Wealth with Soledad O'Brien and Gene Chatsky from Edelman Financial Engines. EverydayWealth.com backslash radio. EFE and the truth about your future with Rick Edelman are unaffiliated entities. Get the truth about your future every weekend with Rick Edelman. It's the truth, AYF.com. <laughs> 